Welcome to another edition of Everyone is a fanatic with skeletons in the attic. My name is Brent and this is Patrick. Our show is overly dramatic. Yeah. All right. Music's getting better and better. Yeah, I'm remembering the order of the chords better now. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, man. Welcome. Welcome to our viewers, our loyal viewers, all three of you. Um we we're having fun, man. This is this has been great. Yeah, getting nice feedback. People yeah. seem to enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. So And they get they get their political news while having a laugh. Which I mean that's a pretty sad statement. <laughs> Anybody is getting the way of the world from us, they you know, they might as well just lock themselves back in. <laughs> just go just go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Because we have nothing to offer except, oh, like, you know, silliness. So, yeah, it's all about being silly. Who, who doesn't yeah. have fun with that? Well, when I was a teenager, I used to get a lot of my news perspective from Dennis Miller on Saturday Night Live. Right. The weekend update. Absolutely. You know? I, I view that as just as legit yeah. as regular news. So. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it was um, Norm. Oh, right, right. Good old Norm. Yeah. Same thing. Boy, he went at OJ hard. Oh. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So I had lunch today, and I killed my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I love Norm. And you know what? I heard, like, I read, I read so many books about Saturday Night Live and Norm and all his stories and stuff. Right. It's like he would, he would almost like hide the jokes. He wouldn't even put his jokes on the cue cards. Right. So nobody knew what was coming, and then all of a sudden he's telling these OJ jokes, and they're like, yeah. "This didn't go through editing at all. <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he got, I, I don't know if he was fired from the show or removed from that, but apparently it got so much that there was complaints and Lauren Michaels apparently said, oh, okay, yeah. we're taking you off the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be, that would be my proudest moment to be too, to get kicked off Weekend Update. Too edgy. Just, just too real, too yeah, edgy, too bad. Too edgy for Weekend Update. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah man, what, what's been going on this week? I'm just working all the time. It's... Oh, I, I think I'm out of Netflix. Like okay. literally, I think I've watched everything. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. just, uh, I, I, I like the old British period pieces. Those are my favorite because I kind of like to trans, you know, transform myself into a different, go somewhere else. Have you That's seen The I, Crown? I, I, yeah, I loved it actually. You loved it. Oh my yeah. God. That was like, put me to bed. My wife would watch it. I was just like. Oh, yeah? Not your thing? No, nah, man. What is it about rich white people that bothers you? <laughs> Why are you going to be so prejudiced all the time? Uh, the thing is, like, I want to learn more about Queen Elizabeth, but I'm like, she's still alive. I can't, like, she's right there. I can just go ask her, you know? Like, <laughs> it's too early to you should. have her whole show, like, life. But at the start, I was kind of into it when they went to Africa and... You know, the right. dad died and all that, but then I was just, no. Well, she'll, you'll get to find out more about her because she's our, our guest next week on Overly Dramatic, I mean. Beauty, Queen but, Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. She is a living monument, right? Yeah. And, yeah. But she, you know, outside of all the controversies that her younger generations have done, she's actually tried to maintain the dignity. Of, True. It's a, see, a lot of us here in North America, we don't really get it at all. We're not right. monarchists, even in, even in the Commonwealth. We're not particularly uh, monarchist. No. Um, but, like, it's a constitutional monarchy. So since basically the Magna Carta, like 1200, um, the, the king has been more of a figurehead. It's parliament that, yeah. actually, that actually makes the... Yeah. So people, I don't know if people actually think that the queen's, like, the one making the laws and stuff, but she's not. She's, no. a, she's a hood ornament. To make people feel comfortable when bad stuff's going on. Yeah, yeah, she's a like a laughing stock almost in in England. When you like, I lived there for a year, okay, in '05, and right, nobody really cares about the Queen. 
Well, the whole punk movement in the 70s was about that, you know, yeah. God Save the Queen. You know, yeah. we really love our queen. <laughs> yeah, sure we do. <laughs> yeah. the peerage, the, uh, yeah. just the, the aristocracy, the ruling class. I mean, that's been booted for decades. We, you know, I mean, it's, it's a charming throwback and it's yeah. nice for entertainment, but it's not right. applicable to our lives at all. I went to the cottage this week, man. I went nice. to the cottage for a few days. We were there for like three nights. You went to Kobe's cottage? No, not Kobe's cottage. Did, did, no. you, get, did you get rupeed? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so I was out there in Niagara, and uh, I don't know what it is, man. The beds were brand new. The beds were brand spanking new. You look at this, and you're like, nice, comfy pillows. I just couldn't get comfortable. Hmm. What is it about our own bed that we just need to have, you know? Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like I, got, I have like an indentation in my bed because I'm so heavy. Like my bed just like, this, <laughs> this is my body in a fetal position. Yeah. It's just right there. And that's, that's the, how I sleep. The Russell groove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my groove. And I'm the little spoon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? So you're the, you're the, you're the sub. Okay. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, of course not. I'm disappointed, but I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah. My wife made um, a special dessert at the cottage. Okay. Fresh spinach pie. Oh, that sounds nice. Mm. There's two things I love about pie, Brent. <laughs> when okay. it's fresh and when it doesn't have spinach. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. so I got spinach to- snacks in my cupboard to help me lose weight. Right. Because I don't eat them. <laughs> and you throw that in in pie oh my kids were loving it oh well that's always good you know I, I just can't I, I can't do spinach pie well did it was it like like some like a popeye special or to have like cheese no, in it no like no not no cheese in it it was like it was like a gluten-free dairy-free pie oh my god yeah jeez that yeah. sounds terrible right that's why yeah. so many people jump off the falls <laughs> because their That's lives spinach make pie. spinach pie and they're like this this life is not worth living there's so, a there's a canadian a comedian there's a canadian comedian who uh he did a similar joke on rum and raisin ice cream oh okay <laughs> like, you take everything i love about ice cream and rum <laughs> then you add a raisin yeah <laughs> you ruined it yeah, I never quite got that either. Maybe people may, they like to suck the rum out of the raisins. I don't know, I don't know man. This is disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. No, it is disgusting. I hate. I, I hate all that. That adult ice cream bugs me. You know. Yeah. Hey, man, we, we got some new uh, material for food right here. That's that's this is it right there. Yeah. I think that'll that'll dovetail nicely with all your dad humor. <laughs> You know, when you're when you're doing your your stage bit, when you're talking about sandals and socks, you right. can start talking about spinach pie, sure, rum and raisin ice cream, sure. You know, yeah. Everybody and will have masks on, so you won't see them crying. As absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, so there was a baby boy on the beach. He's right. getting changed. Oh. Now, I'd like to preface this by saying my kids haven't seen me naked since they were about three. The okay. oldest one since she was like three. Right. So they're curious, right? Okay. They right. call it, they, like they know stuff, but they don't know. They call it a pee-pee. Okay. So they're like, daddy, look at the baby. He has a pee-pee. I saw the baby has a pee-pee, daddy. And then, and then they go to their mom and they're like, mommy, daddy has a pee-pee just like the baby. I'm like, well... <laughs> a little different right <laughs> can't get too descriptive or anything but right yeah it's yeah probably probably pretty pretty badass baby i guess <laughs> pretty badass. shout out to my second city teacher in toronto man remember uh, i had a I had a guy he was um his name's jim jim mackley's okay. so when we uh when we first started the class He's like, you should not do bodily function humor. Like, just try to think outside the box. 
And then we go up on stage, like the first five, six comedians. So the thing about my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, we see that all the time. Of that, course. In our stuff, too. It's of all course. It's all masturbation and weed jokes. Exactly. Exactly. But how's yeah. The, how's our CBC funding thing going? It's going. It's going it's right down the tubes. Naked babies on beaches. And right. uh, <laughs> that's going to fast track us to the. Uh, yeah. So that was the intro. Um, if you're on the, if you're on YouTube, you're going to get to see our special equity segment. If you're listening to the podcast, we'll have a special attachment for the equity segment. So check that out right now. We're going to jump into topic one, um, which is Brent, our first Canadian topic. Okay. Yeah. So we've, we've caught up. You yeah. have no, uh, no book or theater reviews today. Uh, there well, I, I I did read. Um, right. I I reread actually, Death of a Salesman. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you remember that that play? Oh Maybe yeah. Did, yeah. Great I I play. Did, did ex? I did, either did it or did excerpts of it. I think I okay. played. I either Biff or Happy. I think I played Biff. Okay. I literally could not put it down. Yeah. You started, it's so good. Yeah. And it's still applicable. It's still relatable mm-hmm. now, especially now. Yeah, absolutely. No, Arthur Miller was very prescient. You know, yeah. he, had, uh, he had a real, I mean, look at the crucible. I mean, we're, we're dealing with the crucible now. Right now. We, we pretend we're not. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, cool. look at the crucible. And this is not <laughs> planned. This is not planned. Oh, this wow. is my next book. Awesome. On the See, list to reread. Oh. Look at it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I suppose, depending on what side you are, what, whether or not you have societal favor or not, we're always in a witch hunt. We're always in a witch hunt. Yeah. There's always, always somebody that needs to get torn down or pulled yeah. up or schadenfreude in public, stuff like that. But, but did you anyway. know um, Arthur was married to Marilyn... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Monroe. Yep. And did did she dump him for Joe DiMaggio, or was that the opposite? I, I so I was just reading another book. Um, so this is a, about a a director or like a second string director who had it's called A Week with Marilyn. Oh, okay. And so he basically journaled and wrote things about his time spent with Marilyn. Um, and then that time, um, Arthur Miller and her were kind of going through a separation. Mm. And he kind of describes uh, how insecure she was, how lonely she was. Right. And then I don't know if this is a fabricated story or not, but he says like they went into like a, like a lake and she, she got naked. Right. And she wanted him to kiss her or whatever. And he's like, no, you're married. Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, that was gentlemanly of him. He's probably lying. It's, it's, I'm like, eh, Marilyn, the hottest woman in the world at that time. In the Uh, world. Yeah. Still arguably one of the top female icons of all time. I, yeah, I think, I don't even think it's arguable, you know, I mean, yeah. she, she's actually, she looms so large in pop culture and like she had such an influence. I always felt a very strong pity, you know, like the candle in the wind kind of thing, but she was actually a lot more talented than people gave her credit for. That's she the was thing. Always, she was always working at it. And like when I was younger, I actually didn't find her attractive. I thought it was just too much, like just right. too, too, too buxom, too hippie, too bleach blonde, stuff like that. But right. as you get older, you appreciate that it's like a statue of a woman, you know? Like yes. it's, also, all the people that say they like Marianne better than Ginger are idiots. Ginger is hot. Marianne is not. So I'm just going to lay <laughs> that out right now. So. All Same right. Let's, here's, here's a real question about Marilyn. Okay. Is she a natural blonde or not? Um, well, I don't know if you want a serious answer. No, I want, I want, like, do you think she's dying it or not? Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have a clue, to be honest. She died it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That was my revelation. I was like, of course she's dying it. 
So that platinum blonde, yeah, silver, that Daenerys Khaleesi blonde was not real. Wow. Not real. But she's she was a playmate in the late forties, early fifties. Right. She had like a chestnut kind of. It's, you know, the the legendary thing about her pictures and her platform is, you can are you could probably put her as being the ideal body type now. Yeah. It's kind of a, cycled back to that. It has. It has, yeah. Minus the much larger bum. Right. People are kind of looking for these, but like the, the body type, it's, it's still, yeah. she's still doing it. No, she had the hourglass figure. Yeah. It's, uh, and then in the 60s, sort of the twiggy look sort of took over. Yeah. 60s and 70s, it was almost androgynous. Right. It wasn't a lot of like, you know, buxom glamour. In the yeah. 80s, it came back a little bit, but then in the 90s, it disappeared again. So these are very cyclical. Yeah. And then they were, I'm sorry, go ahead. They were saying, um, well, the, the director guy who, who wrote the book, he was just saying there was, there was a lot of hate, um, from serious actors and like real directors as to how is she, you know, so famous and I'm so, such a good actor. But as you say, people give her a lot less credit than she deserved. Because she's still, like, if you go back and watch some of her scenes, they're pretty good. They're very good. And she had an amazing instinct for the camera. Yes. She, she knew where the camera was at all times. That's was right. Acting. See, that's the thing. Like, I know you've done theater. I don't know how much, like, film and TV you've done. Not much but, film TV. But, see, you can always, like, I usually call, actually, I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I usually call, you know that overdone, crappy acting that people do on media? I call it CBC acting. But... <laughs> You know that <laughs> now we're not getting on CBC, Brent. Oh, you jerk! The people that scratch their head when they're thinking, or rub their stomach when they're hungry, or <laughs> like there's that overdone. Yeah, like it's like the camera is a few feet away from you. You're not hitting the back row like you would on stage, right? So, yes. so many actors just don't know how to take it down a notch. They're doing theater on camera and it's awful. It doesn't work. It doesn't and I, work. People like her and Brando and Montgomery Cliff and James Dean, they yeah. understood how to let the camera depict a real life moment. Right. So I don't I feel like I'm on a high horse today. I feel like no. I'm just pontificating. That's, that's, that's a really good um, point and great advice for any young aspiring actors out there. So yeah. Well, Listen yeah, up, absolutely. yeah, it's good. Cool. All right, topic one. Okay, so all you. It's uh, no, this might be a little more dry than than some other of the topics, but it's uh, the city of Toronto is uh, suing the government of Ontario, and I just I find that amusing. You know, yes. the uh, the city's suing the province. That's like suing suing your mom because that's it. Yeah, you I was about like to say that or something, but. Yeah. Uh, so city, Toronto City Council uh, adopted a motion directing the city solicitor to begin court proceedings against Ontario's. It's called Protecting Tenants and Strengthening Community Housing Act. Just so when the Doug Ford government puts out something called the Protecting Tenants and Strengthening Community Housing Act, that's kind of like calling your, your country the People's Republic. Um, protecting tenants means we're going to kick them out easier. Um, Strengthening community housing means that we're going to tear half them down, right? So I, I don't trust it. Nope. So anyway, it's called, I'm sorry. Did I, did no, I, I, I agree. Okay. I was saying I don't trust it either. Indeed. Well, it's Bill 184 is the name of it. And um, the, the advocates for this lawsuit allege that it's making evicting tenants easier do, during the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is a very tricky situation. And like anything, you have to see it from both sides. And there's no... People have lost jobs through no fault of their own. They, they've been told, you can't go to work. You got to stay home. We're shutting it down. Yeah. Um, the, the, the ruling class is just fine with it because they can blog at home. But people that work places that need work have been thrown out of their jobs. Their bills are still due. Their rent yeah. is still due. So are we seriously going to start like, having a, a spate of evictions now due to the lockdown that could have been prevented if government acted quicker? But that's a whole other story. Um, and what about landlords? Now, I know that they're always characterized as villains, the Republicans, um, but they still have mortgages to cover. They still have their taxes to pay on the rental properties. Yep. So if they can't pay their tax, they lose the place. 
Um, everybody in this situation loses. So we need a permanent moratorium, not only on rent, but also on property tax, things like that, until the system is back up and running because the government shut us down. It wasn't the free market that shut us down. Um, the free market's doing a lot of damage to the, uh, to, you know, middle class and, and, and blue collar workers, but nonetheless, this was the government's call. So they have to say, okay, we're not taking, but then if there's no tax money to bring in, the government can't keep footing the bill, right? So we're gonna be in deep, I don't know why I'm getting so passionate about this. It's a mess with no winners, right? So yeah. that's, that's my opinion. Or are the members of city council mm -hmm. who are suing Queens Park being, Good question, Brent. I think this is our first lose-lose one. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a complete lose-lose. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to speak from what I see in my neighborhood. There's a lot of houses for sale. Yeah. And I think, I know at least one of them, he's a small business owner. Right. He's been forced to sell. He's got to sell, take some money, and buy a smaller house further north. Okay. They can't afford the mortgage and they have to downsize. No, yeah. And it's, I mean, that's a relatively affluent part of the GTA, but I mean, even in more, uh, you know, sort of down market sections, mm -hmm. people are selling too. Yes. Know? And we don't know how long it's going to continue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question. Whatever happened to the... Don't kick a man when he's down. Ideology. Uh, I think Twitter was invented. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't apply to landlords, it seems. Mm -hmm. Don't kick him physically, but metaphorically, kick him to the streets. Right. Sucks. Yeah. But what I see, the people who are going to suffer the most are the ones who can't afford, right? Yeah. And from our city of Toronto, there's going to be a complete disproportion of people of color. Hence, the law itself, I believe, is biased and a form of systemic racism. Okay. Which is exactly what Ford and the others have said doesn't exist in Canada. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I, I'm hesitant to call it systemic racism because I, I think it affects all poor people. But the problem with the system is that uh, people like non-whites non happen to be in that economic that's class. That's right. That's why I'm lack, saying. Lack of opportunities yeah. that begin for generations. Because it, it continues that trend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it keeps people down. So if this, if this problem existed, if COVID were to actually happen when I first moved to Canada in the mid-90s, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the winter my mom my brother and i if if she lost her job mm -hmm. we'd be in the streets man we'd be dead yeah this isn't la <laughs> the homeless capital of the world we're in toronto middle yeah. of the winter yeah and that's what's coming mm -hmm. if you pass this law and people are going to be out in the streets you're going to blame those deaths on what on covid right not on your irresponsible policies. There, it's a really tough one, mm -hmm. but I still have to side with the poor. I, I try to side with the poor at all times. Yeah. Because the rich don't need us, you know. So, no, absolutely. And, like, when you are poor and your, your employer had to close her or his business yeah. because of the virus, and your landlord has to kick you out because you can't pay the rent right like where are you going to turn you it's going to be tent city and then it's going to be death we are going we're in the middle of a you know the, the early stages of a great depression yeah and it's going to be like if, if you if you got tossed out of your job because the government slipped up and you get tossed out of your house relating to how the government slipped up it's not your fault People should not have to support the structure that is screwing them. Yeah. Here, here's some golden comedy right here for you. Eh? <laughs> oh, man. But there's no easy solution. That's yeah. the point. 
the ethical thing to do is not to put struggling families on the streets, right? Yeah. But on the other side, on the other side, I have, I know people, co-workers and so forth, who've had really difficult situations with tenants. Certainly. So I've known people that have owned places and they said that like the tenants are nightmares. And you can't kick them out. Right. And the police won't do anything. It's like a domestic problem. They won't, they won't, they're like, they would, they didn't, I know one person that the, the tenant didn't pay rent for like three months. Right. And they're using their water, their electricity, their gas. And they had to like hire some, uh, some bouncer type people to get them to, to, to leave. They ha- basically have to threaten them. Sound like a, like the sheriff over or something. It was weird. Wow. So like the, the, something's off with the laws themselves. Right. So like if yeah. you don't pay rent, I don't see how you should be allowed to stay in somebody's house. But at the same time, in a situation like this and COVID, sure. there's a reason where everybody's not paying rent and we're not yeah. being lazy. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. And landlords don't tend to be like multimillionaires living in Rosedale, you know. Not uh, all the time. They they tend to like usually the, the house they're renting out is usually their chief income. That's their job. Is yeah. they, they do the maintenance. They do the, all that kind of stuff. So, no, it's not like one overarching sort of, you know, maxim is that we get nowhere villainizing people. Right. Right. Painting everybody. Because I've known people that have owned properties, too, and just said, right. you know, their, their tenants are, are just a nightmare and they can't get rid of them. So my, my last thought on that is that, like, housing costs should not be so high. Therefore, we might have a, a fighting chance at staying yeah. at home. That's fair. That's fair. What's next? Okay, back to the comedy. Okay. <laughs> I'm not in the mood now. <laughs> Second Canadian topic. All right. This one's me. Yep. So for this topic, we're heading to British Columbia. Yes. Uh-huh. The glory hole capital of Canada. Recent reports suggest, indeed, we have gone mad since the start of COVID-19. A mother of three, while driving her minivan, after visiting her parents in BC, has one of her car tires fall off. Police believe the lug nuts were unscrewed because her license plate were from Alberta, the neighboring province. Wow. Another incident. People were attacked with bear spray on popular beaches in Port Moody. BC, almost 30% of Chinese Canadians have been physically attacked. Another 43% feel physically threatened since COVID-19 started. Some psychologists are saying we might be going through some evolutionary adaptations to COVID-19. Either we're fight, flight, or freeze. So, is the COVID-19 pandemic causing a turf war, forcing us to fight foreigners away from our local communities? Or, on the contrary, are the self-proclaimed COVID-19 fighters being overly dramatic? Man, that's crazy. That's uh, lug nuts. They unscrewed it, man. Lug nuts and bear spray. That yep. was our, that's our buddy cop show <laughs> yeah. this week on lug nuts and bear spray. That'd be great. Uh, that's, hey, that's, that's going to be another one of our little tidbits that we're going to put, you know, on a show, Brent and Patrick, lug nuts and timbits. <laughs> lug yeah. nuts and bear spray. Yeah, bear spray. <laughs> well, was it bear spray or mosquito? Yeah, it was bear spray. Or, it was bear spray. Because if it was like, you know, um, some kind of copper tone or like mosquito spray, then they're helping. No, it's Saying welcome. Spray. Yeah, come and, no. come and cough. I will make sure you don't get burned. You know? People are just like really over, overprotective of their space. Yeah. See, I knew this was going to, uh, not that I have any particular insights, but I knew this was going to happen. Once yeah. we, the, the government and social media have done an amazing thing where they've turned the people against each other. Yeah. You know? And it started, and friends I know, friends I care deeply about, they were hawking snitch lines. You know, they're talking about, <laughs> You know, you've reported, if you see children playing, you tell the police, you know, it's like, right. 
we've 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 turned into a society of like suspicious, angry, resentful people. Right. And it's uh, I don't the thing about the Chinese Canadians in in BC. Yeah. I, I did you say three percent or thirty? Thirty percent were physically attacked. Because I don't I can't. I'm not refuting you, but I don't. I got. I got to check that stat. Because that's from that's from the uh, BC Star. The BC. Okay, so that's the. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's like yeah. there's hundreds of thousands of Chinese Canadians in oh, BC. Yeah. So are we? I, I, are we accepting the fact that there's been like thirty thousand physical assaults and nothing has come of it? I, that's why. See, you know how we change definitions to suit yeah. our anger. Yeah. Like. Is assault what? Like smiling on a bus? What's assault? Right. Like how many? So 30,000 Chinese people have like they've been punched in the face. Like that doesn't, that doesn't no, make No, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah. But um, I could see like being pushed or, you know, get out of the way or mm. I don't I know. I hope not. But yeah. And, and, the, and the second, the, the, the one after and 40% feel threatened. Well, yeah. I feel, I feel threatened 24 hours a day. But I'm like, sure. Paper about it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we are going through what you call it evolutionary adaptations. We are. Yeah. This is this has been a really harsh experiment. This is almost like it's uh, an experiment. This, this is uh, experimenting. This is behavioral science by torture. Right. You know, we've become Pavlovian dogs. Yes. Wearing wearing masks, and if you even dare say, and I'm not, I'm not saying like you know talk about conspiracy theories or say masks don't work. I'm not saying if you even dare say something like immune system people like slaughter you for it yeah so we've gotten so knee-jerk and so reactionary and just so so judgy with yeah. everybody else it's uh it's really really frustrating but i would probably slash the tires of uh people from out of province too just for fun uh, well, <laughs> i don't as you know well i hate albertans yeah. just i think they're a Pox upon this great oh my God. so we're never gonna have any listeners from alberta we apologize and i'm joking <laughs> but, you know i i have family in alberta and i have yeah. uh, i have friends there but no that's crazy i you remember the rumors when we we're kids about when you drive from toronto to montreal oh be careful though slash your tires y'all ontario plates it's a myth especially you know? if well if 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 the leafs beat the halves yeah it's gonna happen yeah, that that's a curious thing, right? Because yeah. we are such tinderboxes now, waiting for any little thing to blow up. Yep. So if the Leafs lose or if the Habs lose, there's going to be riots in either city. Yeah. Not a hockey riot, just pissed off, bored brat riot. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. COVID's just uh, yeah. So it's it is a social experiment. It's really just kind of changed yeah. the way we treat a lot of people, including our family, right? Oh yeah, like people. How many people have unloaded friends from like social media because they just dared to have a different opinion? You know, well, so. there's there's a few like COVID conspiracy, right? Well, they're always fun to read. People who I just can't, man. I right. had to I had to get off, and I really I because you can't argue on Facebook. No, no, that's the dumbest thing, right? You argue on Facebook, that's gonna lead into some never-ending argument yeah for every point you make there's going to be some three or four counterpoints yeah it's a hate spiral yeah and you can't speak logically or reasonably on social no. media it's all about the bite the click you know so it's a it's a terrible format yeah but my my thing is for the for this whole article how is harming people ever a good thing right like a serial killer's fantasy almost like in yeah. the name of COVID. Yeah. I'm going to go slash and burn your tires. Stop it. Yeah. You're not the law. Yeah. That's why we have police. Yeah. You call the cops. If you feel social distancing rules aren't being applied, you call the cops. Otherwise it's complete chaos. Yeah. Right. Well, those same people want zero police, you know? Exactly. So, a, yeah. We're getting a lot of, uh, we're getting a lot of fascism out there. We're getting a lot of authoritarianism yeah. on the left and the right. But, you know, these days it's just like with, with this whole like zero tolerance vigilanteism, these are your neighbors and friends and 100%. relations. You know, we can't be, we can't, this is not the wild west. And you're not protecting your community by harming others. Right. Yeah. If you don't want to catch the virus, simple. Three things I'll advise. Stay the hell home. Mm -hmm. 
eat healthy, and exercise. Yeah. And, That's and it. watch and watch the overly dramatic podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or when you go outdoors, follow follow the rules and call the cops. All right. I just worry about the precedent we've set because I mean, whether or not it's a, it's an engineered virus or whether or not it was a, a horrible accident in the nature world. Yeah. No matter what it is, it's not going to be the last one. So we've set the precedent now. So we're going to shut down the world every single time. What happens, what happens in November when, when the next one comes out? When the next, yeah. So very yeah. serious episode, very serious episode. We're talking about some good, good topics though. So people are interested. I'm trying to keep it light, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's some good joke material in there. I think this next one though is pretty light. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, should we go on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> Cineplex. Is it Cineplex Odeon or I don't know. It's just Cineplex now. Because there used to be Cineplex and then famous players. There right. Was- oh yeah, they bought famous players. Right. Yeah. So they they expect the majority of its 43 Ontario locations to be up and running in a couple of weeks. Teens everywhere are like, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Everybody is so happy that because that's been a real dent in our in our cultural life. Freaking know? yes! There's, <laughs> I can hear them <laughs> across the street. And and they'll be doing that during the movie. So you know that, that's always fun. I love. <laughs> I love first-run superhero movies with an audience full of teenagers. Freaking that's, yes! That's what I want to do with my Tuesday nights. Yes. But, uh, I used to go to rep theaters downtown, like the, the, the one on Bloor Street there, Bloor and Bathurst. I used to go there all the time and yeah. just like alone and just enjoy. So anyway, after reopening cinemas in various cities across Canada, um, earlier in July, Cineplex has announced it's going to welcome back moviegoers to 25 of its theaters in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, today, actually. And so to entice audiences back, Cineplex will be screening a mix of recent favorites and movie classics, including Jaws. Recent. <laughs> I know, right? Jurassic Park, Beauty and the Beast, The Invisible Man, Bloodshot. I don't even know what Bloodshot is. Oh, and Jumanji, The Next Level. Right. So what what's going to help us out of a po- pandemic? It's like Jumanji, the next let's, level. Let's go back to the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so in the GTA, um, several uh, cinemas are going to reopen their doors. And the, the locations, I don't know if this is important to say, but why not? Young and Dundas, Yorkdale, Eglinton Town Center, Empress Walk, Young and Egg, Mississauga, and the Queensway. Mm-hmm. So none in New York region yet, but it's coming. So are people going to go? Like, are they, are they going to be too afraid of the virus still? Are they dying to get out from the local patios around here? They're packed, right? So it seems that people really want to be out again. Um, but how do you eat popcorn in a mask? You know, how do you, <laughs> how do you stay two meters away from somebody in a crowded theater? So if Good people question. don't think anything through. So, but are the folks who, who worry about the, the spread in movie theaters being... Like I said, man, this is great news for the teenagers. Yes. And only the teenagers. Right. We're not going to the movies. There's no new movies. That's right. Actually... Yeah. Nobody has anything to release. What, what are they going to put out? There's nothing new. I went on to the IMDb website yesterday. I found right. two new movies. Okay. Summerland and another one called Calm with Horses. And, and then... I'm a buff and I've never heard of either of those. Oh, Summerland is like a movie that should be on the Lifetime Network. Oh, okay. I just, I just looked at the previews. Like, is that one of those boring type, right? Yeah. Which is a far cry from all the movies that got pushed back. You know what movies are supposed to come out? Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah. James Bond. Yeah. Black Widow. The new Avatar. The new Top Gun. Yeah. Instead, we get Summerland. Come on, man. <laughs> those, those gazebo movies. I'm not going to go watch that. But it's five bucks they're charging right now. Oh, okay. Is the popcorn still 15? <laughs> Probably. I'd like to see. I don't have my mask here. But I Ridiculous. I'm like trying to eat popcorn. With, you know, so like they're going to block off 
they're going to block off like seats to try to keep the social distancing going. But the one thing in the article that got me was for the washrooms, they say they're going to have enhanced cleaning measures. (laughs) Meaning some? What were you doing before in the washrooms? Uh, I was not enhanced. What the hell were you doing before? You know that guy that goes into the, you always see the, the worker, especially at the, like the late night shows. Yeah. He goes in, he brings in the mop bucket and yeah. he just goes and signs his name on the wall to say that he cleaned it <laughs> and then he just left. He's like dragging it behind him. Yeah. Like banging against the wall. Well, he's actually going to have to do his job now. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Like, I don't trust. They're going to have to have all the doors open so nobody's touching door handles or yeah. doorknobs and stuff. Yeah. How are you going to line up for the concessions? Maybe there's going to be no concessions. I don't know. No, they, they were talking about figuring out a system with, like, pickup or whatever. Because like I, only go, I, only, I only go to movies so I can do Mickey Rourke's popcorn trick. Yeah. But, uh, you know what would be cool? If, the, if Cineplex and Netflix got together... You go in for like three, four hours and binge watch something that you that really like. Be. Yeah, that would be cool. When there was event TV, like Sopranos and Game of Thrones and yeah. stuff, they'd actually, they'd have the weekly episode in a theater. Yeah. You go in there, you check out some Narcos and you take your notes. <laughs> Anything you missed, right? Or Magic School Bus, can you imagine? Uh, yes, I can. Checking out Magic School Bus. You wow. get to see how high Miss Frizzle really was. <laughs> Jeez, man! She's taking kids on field trips to like the moon and small intestines, man. She's a weird teacher, man. She, <laughs> she was strange. Today, class, we're going to a nude beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you then, watch a lot of treehouse? No gosh darn trip? permission forms, Miss Frizzle. <laughs> yeah, Ms. Frizzle. She's a bad teacher. No, it wasn't a school trip. It was more like a hostage situation. Exactly. Every time, kids get on the bus. Yeah. What's going on? Was she the driver or was that like auto? It was kind of an auto drive sometimes, but she would drive sometimes and then sometimes the bus would drive itself. Right. Okay. Interesting premise. Yeah. We, uh, we tend to talk a lot about kid shows on our podcast. Yeah. We scandalized Polka Dot Door last week and. uh, Exactly. It'd be fun if you could go back. I'd go, I'll go, I'd go to Cineplex. Right. Mm -hmm. It, if I could, if I could also go back to my teenage years. Right. What, what, like if you could go back to your teenage years, what film would you choose to go watch right now? Um, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I don't want to commit to one. I don't know. I, maybe go ahead. Yeah. I know What's what like... I'd watch. Okay. Go ahead. I'd watch the first Austin Powers. Because I watched it in high school. Okay. Well, I went to the movies with my girlfriend at the time. Right. But we didn't actually watch the movie. So I actually want to watch it this time. <laughs> a little too much Austin Powers was rubbing off. <laughs> like, hey, baby, let's go shine. <laughs> oh, it was very groovy, baby. We've got, we've got love and condoms. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> but what, what would you actually watch? Uh, Goodfellas. Okay. Yeah, that would be that would be my the you know I was an older teenager at the time, but that okay. would be my my teenage movie to go see because it's just so cool. And I probably couldn't have got in to see it as a teenager. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd totally go see Goodfellas just to get that on the big screen with all the the music and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of music. Speaking of music. Is it me? Is it our it's music? Prince. Okay. He improvises, folks. It's. I promise. Yes, we, it's either I pretend I improvise it and write it down, or I actually pretend for you I write it down and actually improvise it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, you know, either way, it's never that great. But <laughs> Always awesome. Always. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, I was thinking about using an electric, but I forgot. It's about doomsday in November. Only about 93 days to go So Trump gets re-elected Nothing to do, can't count on Joe Biden's loss is expected Please get to the voting booths, that's all I really ask Democrats are terrible, but still not quite as bad So future of your nation is hanging by a thread So get off your ass and vote 
90, 90, 93 days to go till Uncle Sam's election. You think it's bad now? Just wait until then. After the wrong selection. So do it for the children, do it for the earth, do it for the homeless and all them out of work. Do it for the people who need you in the world. So please go fucking vote. Bam, 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 bam. Don't get Trump reelected. Bam, 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 bam. Don't get Trump reelected. Don't get Trump, please. Don't get Trump reelected. Please. Please don't, please. Oh, that was great. Oh, thank you. Little Ramones for you there. Little that was Ramones great. Oh, God. Please All right. Don't. Please don't get Trump reelected. Please, please. Oh, my God. Obama ripped him one in that uh, eulogy speech for John Lewis. Oh, okay. I didn't see it actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Check it out when you have a chance. Um, yeah, so we're going to plug our podcast um, on Instagram. So if you have Instagram, check us out. Follow us at Overly Dramatic Podcast. We put up a new post every single day. You get little clips of the week. Um, the best highlights from our show. Brent's on there. My face is on there. We got little other special surprises as well. So it's totally cool. Nice professional vibe. All right. And then we actually have a gig, Brent. We have a, we have a oh, gig coming up. I was going to say, yeah, I was wondering if you're going to mention that. Or August just... 14th, guys. We're going to be performing at an outdoor show. It's going to be in King City at the Roos Cafe. Um, it's an outdoor patio space very large it's gonna be socially distanced um we'll have some markers down on the floor where you can set up your chairs uh we're gonna have about 20 to 30 people max um it's august 14th from four to six uh we'll we'll, we'll put some stuff up on the instagram about that very soon so hope you can join us and we are super pumped brent's gonna be performing i'm gonna be performing we might actually co-host what do you think about that is there, do they have a liquor license? Yeah, no. I can't make it. <laughs> oh, I might co-host. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that'll be yeah, really let's fun. Yeah, let's co-host, man. I find it really funny that a GTA comedy day, we're saying, oh, we're going to have a max of 30 people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're, we're just thinking. We're just kind of. No, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably fill the place because everybody's dying to get out and do something. Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway, yeah. so we'll, we'll have some, some cheap uh, ticket sales and all that for um very nice yeah all right final thoughts it's been a great show just want to say a lot of us are struggling with mental health including me nobody's infallible we can't seem to find any help um from my own experience i can tell you i can tell you with all honesty if you can improve your physical health your mental health will also improve set small achievable goals weekly like Go for a 10-minute walk every day and see how your mental health improves. It isn't the answer per se, but it helps. And it, and it has helped me a lot. Yeah, I was doing a juice cleanse last month and it actually gave me a lot of clarity, stuff like that. So Nice. I'd like to actually, yeah, like I, I'd like to add to, to sort of Patrick's <laughs> final thoughts because I, I do think he needs like emergency mental health. Yeah, you bet. In fact, I, I've, I've, I've dialed 9-1 and I'm just yeah, just, you're um, just the fingers on the other one. Is. <laughs> but we we're all uh, we're all lonely. We're all bored. We're all restless, frustrated. We miss our friends, our our families, our jobs, our gigs. We miss our our old life that we are determined to get back. And uh, so, what I would just suggest, along with what Patrick's saying, check on people that you might not have heard from in a while. Some of us can handle it better than others. Some of us have different outlets for that kind of thing. So drop a line to folks whom you know may be having more trouble dealing with all this stuff these days. So just to say hi and how you're doing, right? So that'll be a lot more effective than hanging around on social media all day, just reading people gripe and snitch and argue and all that kind of stuff. So give yourself a break from social media and just check on, check in on the people that you care about. Nice. Awesome, man. I want to remind our viewers to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like it, comment, add comments, and also subscribe or follow us on the Instagram. It's been a great show, and we will see you again next week. Thank you for watching. 
trying to get a sponsorship by Gibson. Okay. Do it. This has been overly dramatic. This has been overly dramatic. Yeah. This next segment is called the Equity Update with special correspondent Shiza. Did I get that right? Yep, you got it. Nice. So Shiza. How many times in a day do people say she's a what? <laughs> so many times you don't even know. <laughs> I have I, I have no doubt. Yeah. Uh, she's a welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure. It's a great podcast. I really do enjoy it. But I've noticed so far it's an all boys club. Oh, that's yeah. not on purpose. Uh, we love all genders in this mm-hmm. country. I'm sure you do. Apparently, it's easier for a woman to be allowed on the golf course at Augusta than to actually get on this podcast. Hey, <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, you're our second guest. Okay, so why don't you have another female host? You know, more representation. Uh, well, you, yeah, let's see what Brent says. Oh, oh throw it to me. Okay. <laughs> Well, the short answer, Shiza, is that um, most women we know don't really want to hang out with us any longer than necessary. <laughs> also, I feel like I have three daughters, so I can speak for all women. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, you cannot do that. You see, that's the problem with you men. You think you can speak for <laughs> us and just take away all of our rights. Hey, that wasn't me. Um, it was somebody who looks like you. Actually, it was somebody who looked like Brent. Mm, okay. Um, right. So this is our <laughs> equity segment. Um, yeah, and um, really? Oh, I had no idea. I thought we were here to talk about friggin' hockey. Oh, equity well, segment. Yeah, sports are back, and by sports, I mean male sports on TV. Of course, the NBA and the NHL are back, right, Brent? Uh, yeah. So they say. I, uh, <laughs> but but. What you probably didn't know is that NWSL, where Houston Dash and uh, Chicago Red Stars are battling out for the championship, is going on this weekend as well. Did oh. you know that? That's like soccer? Yeah, it is women's soccer. Yeah, I well, didn't know that. It's, it's like soccer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, clearly not. <laughs> like... yeah. So let me guess, the WNBA is back too, Shiza? Yeah, do you watch it? Oh, that was a good guess. It, um, I haven't watched it since 2002 when Lisa Leslie was dunking. Well, there's been like 19 dunks since then, but okay. Okay, so like one NBA game. My point is there's <laughs> no equity in the marketing of the product. You know, women play a much better brand of basketball, but men seem to ignore that fact. Do we, Brent? <laughs> well, I I think this is going well, but we need to draw Shiza out of her shell a little bit. <laughs> I think I think she's holding back. All right, all right, okay. Besides sports, Shiza, is there any other inequity happening around the world? Tons. Okay, so <laughs> we live in a world where a congresswoman can be called the B word in front of reporters and the man responsible doesn't lose his job. And it's just not, it's not just any woman. She's made the cover of Time Magazine, a superwoman named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And above all, above all, he refused to apologize. Was this a journalist or a fellow Congress? Congressman. Congressman, I believe, yes. Really? That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Right to her face, actually. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So she's a... You're saying he should apologize for using yes. the keyboard. Yes, yes. He should be begging for forgiveness. He should be on his knees. Like, he's about to propose. He should have, like, a flower garden done with white roses from, like, the Himalayan mountains or something. I don't even know if that's a thing, but he should get them for her. You know. Speaking of which, <laughs> I got some white roses from the Himalayan mountains. <laughs> gonna give them to AOC that's good man there's a lot of where's she from she's from the Bronx right she's tough I'm sure from the Bronx she'll 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 get back at his hillbilly ass oh she she went off a very lovely speech yeah yeah she gives good I like AOC actually Mm -hmm. you know like if uh 
I, I honestly think that she's got a, got a real future for like a junior. I don't mean junior as in like no authority and stuff, but I mean like a relatively new congressperson. She's yeah. made a bigger splash than people that have been there for like 60 years. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. She's, so, she's doing big things. That's why she made I the cover agree. of time. That's what happens when, when women are in power. We need more women in power like her, you know? Yeah. We were talking well, about that last week on our podcast, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Women but in power. On behalf of on behalf of all the men, I feel like there's a lot of men who use the B word inappropriately. And it needs to stop. Like I know girls who also use it, but they use it as a form of respect for each other. Well, see, that's where it gets kind of murky. That's what I was saying. It's because not always derogatory. I I um, I use I use it in out of respect, but I don't use the B word as in as in that one. I use I like broad, right? Like Sinatra. <laughs> broads. You know? I don't know why. Am I a dinosaur? I think it's kind of swank. Is swanky offensive? I don't know. No, but like when, when men use the B word, it's not well, when women use the B word, it, she's saying it's not always derogatory. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, not at all. It honestly, it like hypes us up, you know, but it's a fine line. So if you use the wrong delivery, there's probably going to be a fight. Probably. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think we, we should clarify, you know, um, I think women are really mean to women too. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Sometimes. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we're trying to get on CBC, so we're not going to mention the B word anymore. Um, you know, the way I met Patrick was actually really weird. Okay. I have no doubt. I don't think it was that weird, to be honest. Okay. So the thing is, like, I'm walking my dog, and he sees me picking up poo, and he's like, that is a very responsible thing you're doing. And I was like, okay. And he gives me a lecture on all the people who don't pick up the dog poo and he calls it scat. I was this close to calling the cops, but then he asked me to be on this podcast. So like, here I am. Well, most of his (laughs) casual encounters do involve pepper spray at some Mm -hmm, point. Yeah. I I was ready. I was just ready to pick up. He's, he, he needs amazing. That's what I mean. <laughs> He just, look at him. Look at him right now. He's like, <laughs> I do what I want. Oh, I mean, you're going to get maced very, very soon. Oh, yeah. With, uh, I hope so. She's a thanks for the segment. That's wait, the- wait, wait, wait. There's so much more inequity that needs to be addressed. What? Like what? I recently, <laughs> I, I heard that kids in Ontario had to miss prom because of COVID. Oh, man. I miss my prom. Home. Well, what, how is how is missing prom because of COVID? Who is that in Oh, you'll find out. You'll mm-hmm. find out. I miss that. My girlfriend dumped me the week before prom. Uh, no, stop, stop right there. Stop putting the blame on your girlfriend. What did you do wrong? <laughs> if I gave you the full story on that, we'd be here for hours. Mm-hmm. So Patrick screwed up, and he's blaming his ex-girlfriend. Anyways, um, it's not fair for those kids. Um, that missed their prom and in the future kids will get prom again so I'm suggesting we just cancel prom altogether to make it fair for everyone wow you see does that work out for you Brent cancel prom well I mean the 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 further left you are the more authoritarian you tend to be (laughs) so not only is she going to cancel prom but I think she's probably going to cancel uh all of our curriculum I think yeah the concept of school is colonial you know? There's there's no way anybody's gonna agree to canceling prom, Shiza. Okay, but think of all the underage drinking you would prevent. How many parents wouldn't have to lend their kids money to rent a fancy tux or a limo? But prom is a business. Okay, and that's why I have a new business idea, okay? Listen, so we combine graduation and prom, and we call it grom. And that's fair to the kids who miss prom, you know? Grum. Mm-hmm. Grum. Like groom, but without the, oh, I'm getting married. I'm making a horrible mistake. Nobody feels that way about grum. They're like, yeah, let's get illegally hammered. Woo. Oh. I think you would be an amazing first ever grom queen. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it does yeah. sound like she has a story to share, doesn't it? Thing, I think yeah, that, but we can't, we can't, we don't have enough time to get into that right now. We don't have time for your story, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I hope you can come back. Yeah. And, you know, more, more frequently. She's a exactly. thanks for joining us on the podcast. We look forward to lots more e equity segments with you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. But like, I just want to remind you, I will be watching to see more female representation on this show. <laughs> hey, Brent, you want to? You want to cue us out with a little equity song? Female representation. <laughs> it's going to get noisy up in this bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> we even need more women. Tell us everything we're doing is wrong. Oh, God. Guys, that's been, that's been our equity piece. Thanks for watching. Um, this will be on the YouTube channel and maybe as a special segment on the podcast, if you're listening. Thank you. <laughs>